Wow, a clap from Calvary? Thank you. Hey, open your Bibles to Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is where we're going to be sitting today. We've already read, Eric's read two wonderful verses from the Psalms. We're going to continue uh, sitting in this Old Testament book. Psalm 119. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. You can find uh, the similar Bible that I'm holding right here in the seat rack in front of you. So if you don't have a paper copy of the Bible uh, with you today, feel free to use this one as well. I'm on page of this Bible, 366. 366 will help you find it here today. And as you continue to turn there, happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July weekend. You know, this, this week is more, more than just eating hot dogs and gathering together uh, with our neighbors for barbecues. We, we say happy birthday to America and really this experiment of almost 250 years of saying that we want to live in a land uh, and set up a, a government, a leadership that uh, focuses, that upholds freedom. And we know that freedom is not free, that there's a cost to the freedom that's been established here over the last almost 250 years. Sometimes that freedom has been challenged internally, and there's been believers, followers of Jesus who have had to stand up and face ridicule or even persecution. Sometimes that freedom has to be established even beyond the borders of this country. And, and many, even including many in this room, have gone around the world to, to uphold the freedom of this nation. And just really grateful for that. My own grandfather uh, was a prisoner of war in World War II and really paid the price the rest of his life for the things that he saw and experienced uh, during that season of his late teens, early 20s. So, as we say happy birthday to America, we say so with celebratory, with joy, but also with soberness, knowing that there's a cost to this freedom. And so I hope that you'll take time to thank the Lord for that uh, as you have a day off on Tuesday and celebrate uh, with others. Also, it gives me, as a pastor guy, the ability to read God's word openly here in, in this country. Praise God for that. Psalm 119 we're going to read all 176 verses today, so <laughs> buckle up. No, uh, we're just going to bounce to three particular verses. Marie and I were encouraged by Martin Eaton, if you know that name, when we were engaged, to count down the psalms into our, our wedding day. So there's 150 psalms, and so every day in our engagement, we would read a psalm out loud together. Everybody say, aww. <laughs> And it was a beautiful thing until we got to Psalm 119. And then it challenged our premarital counseling right there as we read through this out loud together. Little tip though, if you're engaged, be a fun way to count down until your wedding day. Read the Psalms, count them down. But Psalm 119, I want to just uh, hit on a couple of verses. Before we get there though, Charles Spurgeon said this about Psalm 119. He said that it's a treasure. It's like the Nile water. Better every time that they take a drought, or let me see if I can read this. Every time they take a drought. So does this psalm become more full and fascinating the often you turn to it? The psalms are good. They're the prayer language that we can commit to the Lord. And there's both songs of lament, songs of praise and celebration. This psalm is all about the law. We translate that to be God's word. And if you go towards the end of the psalm to verse 162, 
Psalm 119, 162. This is what it says in the New Living Translation. It says, I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. Let's read that out loud, just all in unison together. It goes like this. I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. If you have a different translation, it may even substitute the word treasure for spoil. Now the context in uh, the world of the psalmist is that armies would go and they would um, defend their country or their territory or they would advance towards another nation. And often the way they would get men to fight in these battles was to say, and all the spoils that you take from this other land you can keep. And so that's kind of the context, the phrase of, of this particular verse in Psalm 119. It's saying that as you follow Yahweh, as you follow God, one of the treasures that you get is the law, God's word. My question for you and for me is, do we see the Bible as a treasure? Do we see it as this precious thing in our lives? There's a YouTube personality named Zach King. Zach actually went to Biola University. That's my, that's my Biola cheer. You can see here on the screen, he has 26 million followers. So Zach has a, a tremendous platform. You should check him out. He's got some really fun videos. Last year, early 2022, he posted this simple um, post on his Instagram. I've buried one Bitcoin and I'll be waiting here until someone finds it. I'll tweet it when it's found. And then he um, typed out or put out the coordinates of this. This was actually near Lancaster. I know none of you have actually purposely ever gone to Lancaster, but if you did, you would have found Zach King burying a Bitcoin. This is early 2022. Bitcoin at the time of this post was worth $62,000, one Bitcoin. And so he buries this in this desert area. Within two hours, 1,000 people had headed out to the Lake Los Angeles, Lancaster area to try to search for this Bitcoin. You can find the video. It's hilarious. People had like shovels just walking around like Bitcoin, 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 Bitcoin. There's like people that got a little bit smart with it and they brought metal detectors. Somehow within about an hour, they had found a metal detector and driven out here to the Lancaster area. I mean, it's just incredible. People were willing to drop anything to go find this treasure. How many of you, if this was real time, would get up and just leave right now and go to Lancaster? Anybody? Some of you? Okay. Okay, Bitcoin, I guess, has dropped a little bit in value, hasn't it? Uh, <laughs> People are willing to drop anything to go do this. I would have done it. In fact, my son, who's a big fan of Zach Keen, uh, we had talked about this. Like, let's, let's, let's make sure we check his Instagram every day in case he does something like this again. It's a pastor life. We have a lot of flexibility. <laughs> what if, though, Zach Keen would have buried a Bible in Lancaster? How many people would go out to find it? Now, I know it's, it's not a fair assessment because... Even in this room, we have over 500 Bibles. And so it's easier access for us than 
than one Bitcoin. But I hope that you understand the connection or the analogy. Do we see God's word as described here in Psalm 119 as a treasure? Do we see it how it accurately really is? This thing to to uphold in our life, this prized possession. My sister lived in northern India for several years as a missionary uh, in the Kashmir region. And in her little apartment complex, she had a noisy, nosy neighbor. And I hope that comforts you a little bit that every culture and region in the world has nosy neighbors. This woman would often just knock on my sister's apartment and then just walk in. She was in her early 70s. She would come up to my sister who wasn't married at the time. She was in her 20s. And she would say, Jenny, why aren't you married? You should be married. How come you're so old and you're not married? Jenny would be like, good morning. (laughs) One day the neighbor barged in and she saw my sister's Bible on the ground. And she gasped. She said, Jenny, this is your holy book, right? Jenny said, yes. How how would you, why would you leave it on the ground? If this is your holy book, why would you do something? Why would you leave it in a place that your feet and the dust of your shoes tread? Is that how you really feel about your God and your Bible? And my sister was convicted because, you know, here in our culture, we have so many Bibles, and, and I know for me as a pastor, like, I'll get in my car today, and I'll throw my Bible at the seat next to me, right? That wasn't supposed to happen, but um, it, we just have such a different view. And again, this is the inspired Word of God, yet we also know this is a translation. So we're not worshiping the Bible necessarily. We're worshiping the God of the Bible, And yet, do we see his revealed word to us as a treasure? Okay, go from verse 162. Now go a little bit backwards and go to verse 105. And you read this well-known verse from Psalm 119. It says this, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. If you're about my age, the immediate thought you have when you come across this verse is Amy Grant <laughs> and her famous song from the early 80s based on this verse. Anybody want to sing it right now? We could do it. You guys want to sing? Okay, that will be after. That's the after party. But Psalm 119, 105, your word's a lamp to guide my feet, a light unto my path. You see, God's word is not just a treasure that we just kind of look at and admire from a distance. God's word is active in our lives. It has a purpose. It's to bring light where there's darkness. It's to light up our path. How many of you need wisdom in your life right now? How many of you need truth in your life right now? How many of you need grace in your life right now? God's word helps us in the journey. It leads us. It guides us. Marie and I and our four kids were camping this, this last week above Fresno in a place called Shaver Lake. And our tent was about maybe 75 yards from the nearest bathroom. And so, of course, being a middle-aged man, I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. 
How do you get to the bathroom when it's 75 yards away and you're camping out in this campground where it's dark? It's like, how do I stumble there and get there? Just had to use a flashlight to find my way. You guys, without the word of God, we're stumbling in the darkness of our lives. Tomorrow when you're at work, Tuesday when you're with 4th of July friends, what do you have to guide you? It's the treasure, it's the lamp, it's the light, it guides our path. One more verse. Look at verse 18 of Psalm 119. And it says this in the New Living Translation. Are you there? Are you there? Verse 18, 119. It says, open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instruction. You see, God's word, the law described here in Psalm 119 is both a treasure, it's a light, it's a lamp. And ultimately, we lean on God to open our eyes supernaturally. The psalmist here is asking, requesting, praying to the Lord, God, open my eyes to see what? The wonderful truths that are beheld in this word. Without God's assistant, without the Holy Spirit leading us, showing us, revealing it to us, this just becomes a book. And yet... God supernaturally, miraculously, when you open the word of God, even if you're reading a verse that you've read a hundred times in your life, has fresh bread for us, has new insight, things to illuminate in it. I would encourage all of us, when you open God's word, make Psalm 119 verse 18 your prayer. God, open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things that you've revealed I'm about to take in. Maybe some of you, honestly, we're not a reading culture anymore, are we? We're a, we're a scrolling culture. But maybe a way just to, to encourage you, of, okay, God, open your word to me, make it come alive. I have to be honest, when, when I read it, sometimes I wake up 20 minutes later and I've taken a nice nap. God, supernaturally, by the power of your Holy Spirit, open my eyes of what I'm about to take in and read and see. Amen? Amen. These are three wonderful truths from Psalm 119. God's word is a treasure. It's a lamp, a light unto our feet. And we trust, we lean on the supernatural power of God to open our minds, our hearts, our eyes, to take it in and then apply it. One more verse. I had to add this in. Psalm, or Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. You're not wasting your time when you open God's word. You're diving, you're digesting something that has eternal significance. So here's a response, both personal and then global. Personally, do you treasure God's word? Are you looking at the Bible, the Bible in your hand, the Bible in your office, the Bible at home, 
as a treasure? And are you allowing it to shape you, to guide you as a lamp and, and a light, to give you truth? Is this God's word in your life? I invite us. Let's allow this to be how we view our Bibles. And then here's a global application. What will you do to ensure that others, not just even here in Orange County, but around the world, what will we do as Calvary Church collectively to ensure that God's word gets to those who are unreached and unengaged with the treasure, the light, the lamp of God's word, the scriptures. Whether you realize it or not, you've been part, Calvary Church, of allowing God's word to go forth beyond 1010 North Tustin into the ungaged, unreached people of the world. And we're going to hear a little bit about that in just a moment. But I wanted to show you uh, the LinkedIn profile of my, my buddy, Doug Wicks. He works for Wycliffe Bible Translators, but I love how he describes his job. He's an advocate for the Bibleists. You don't have to be a professional to be able to say that. Will we, will you be an advocate for the Bibleists? That's a calling that's worth our attention and worth our time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Psalm 119. God, for the, for the way that we see uh, your revealed word elevated to its proper place. God, we just pray, though, that it, our scriptures, our Bibles, wouldn't be just on the shelf, but would be in our minds and our hearts supernaturally through the power of your Holy Spirit. And so, God, may even this verse, passage, psalm, quicken our hearts to re-engage with you through your word. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And we said, amen. amen. We're going to transition now, and I'm going to actually cut the live feed. So for all of you that are watching online, uh, we're going to have to end our time right here because of what we're going to talk about now in this family time.